Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. Sometimes I just feel like I want space. Do you ever feel that way? Like, I remember one time I was, I was just feeling kind of harried and I closed my eyes and I visualized just going like this to everything that was on my desk. <laughs> and getting rid of it. And shortly after that, I quit some thing that I was involved in that involved a lot of paperwork, and I actually did get to just file it in that circular file. It was a wonderful feeling. But we, as we go through life, we often, we often feel like things are just in our way, right? And we need to move them out of our way and take up more space. The Hindu talk about, you know how we have the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water? They have a fifth one that is actually the first one, and that is space. So space is that emptiness that exists before everything else. It's different than air. Air is moving. You can feel air. Space is just that emptiness. And it's from space that everything is created. When Charles Fillmore was talking about it, he talks about it as the pure potential that exists. And from that pure potential comes substance. And we, we pull it into reality. But it starts out as just emptiness, possibility. We are here to be creators. We're not just doing a little thing here or there. We are here on this planet, powerful spiritual beings here to create. That's who we are. However, if we fill our lives to the point where we have no access to space, then it's very difficult for us to do the work that we came to do. I'm going to talk about several areas where we tend to fill space. The first one is in our environment. So think about your personal environment. Think about your home. Think about your office. Does it feel spacious? And this is not, has nothing to do with how big is your house. You don't have to have a McMansion in order to feel spacious. But if you are prone to creating a lot of clutter, I, that's one of my big things. I actually. I have a sabbatical coming up, and one of the things I plan to do on my sabbatical is clear out a bunch of clutter that feels so overwhelming to me that I feel like I need months just to do it. You know, the thought came when Donna was playing that maybe I could let go of that thought. Maybe it could actually happen in a couple of days, and then I could do something more fun with the rest of the time. But, but it feels big to me. It's, it, clutter has an oppressive weight to it. And so think about what is your space like? Do you need to clear out and make 
more space in your physical environment. Then the second area are your habits. What are the habits that you repeatedly do that are going against space? So it might look like your body, like what are you putting into your body? If you, you know, if you can't pass a bag of chips without eating the whole bag, you might want to rethink. You know, maybe that is creating clutter in your physical system. When are you eating? One of the, you know, ancient practices is fasting. Do you ever fast? Or do you have a belief that if you're not eating on a regular basis that there's a problem? I'm not, I'm not telling you how to do your eating. I'm just suggesting that you think about what are you putting into your body. Most of us don't make it through the holidays without eating more sugar than we think is good for us, right? So most of us are sitting here with that post-holiday pouch <laughs> or, you know, and so that's fine, but what can we release in terms of how we are doing our, our food? So our environment, our bodies, and the actions that we take. And then there's our hearts and mind. So in our hearts, we hold resentments and regrets. And I really want to invite you to think about this, because when we do this ritual tomorrow night, and I hope you'll all be here for that, this is an opportunity to ritually let go of whatever is coming to you now. What are the things that you are still holding on to? You know, I rem I've got um, one of my big toes is a little funky, and it is because when I was, I think, 11 years old, I came into the dining room and I whipped up this rag that was on the table, the, the dishcloth rag, not seeing that there was a glass bowl embedded in it that my brother had not bothered to put away and finish the job. And so when I grabbed it, it went sailing out, landed on my foot, I lost the toenail, I am not still mad at him today, but, but it wasn't that many years ago that I actually looked at that and thought, maybe I could let him off the hook now. Maybe I could actually take responsibility for the fact that I was whipping in and not being careful about what I was picking up. You know, I could, I could look at that. So, but that's the kind of thing that can be embedded in your heart where it's, it's a little thing and yet all these many years later you're still holding on to it. Every time 
you see something, or you hear a particular song, or you go into a particular place, you think about somebody who did you wrong. And your life becomes a country western song. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's, you need, this is precious real estate here in your heart. And you need to clear out the stuff that is not serving you. Don't bring it into 2019 with you. That's what forgiveness is all about. Forgiveness is not that you see the light and realize, oh, that person really meant well. It wasn't so bad what they did. No, for the most part, they were rotten and they did terrible things. You know, those things that we're still holding on to. I'm not talking about leaving the dish on the counter. I'm, I'm talking about the crummy things that really happened. People were not being their best selves and they've got their whole long story about why they weren't and we got hurt. And everybody in this room has got a story. Everybody. You do not get through life without getting hurt in some way. But having said that, you don't have to carry it and you don't let go of it because they deserve it. You let go of it because you don't want to carry it. You want to clear out the space in your heart. And forgiveness is the technology for doing that. You just, you just say, you know what? I don't have the whole picture. There's, there's more to this than what I can understand, and I don't have the bandwidth to figure it out, so I'm just going to let it go. And you just make the choice. You hold that intention. And when you do it in ritual space, it's even more powerful, which is why I'm encouraging you to come tonight. Tomorrow night. <laughs> let go of that thought. <laughs> Thank you. Joanne is such a gift in my life. Catching, I can't tell you how many times I print the wrong date on something and put it all out. And she says, oh, but if only I had shown her sooner. So there's another thing, those thoughts that you have and those regrets that you have and the ways that you beat yourself up. Trust me, I could spend a lot of time beating myself up for clerical mistakes that I make pretty much every time. <laughs> they say, um, I had a friend once who came from like the Balkan area in Europe where they believe in the evil eye. And, and she said that they had a belief that if you're you know, doing a weaving or a painting or something, you always want to have a mistake in there somewhere. And that's so that the evil eye won't get you because if you think you're too perfect, then the evil eye will get you. So I'm safe. <laughs> but, but you know, there are other things that we do, that I do, that you do, that we can't forgive ourselves for. 
right? We think that it's just such a terrible, terrible character fault or a terrible thing that we did. I was talking with somebody this morning who was beating herself up for something that she did. From a place, she did it from a place of, I'm betting, not feeling good about herself. And have you ever had those, I know the women here have done it, you know, those PMS moments when you, you take an action and then you think, oh, what was I thinking? Right? But pretty much all of us at some point have done things like that. And then, and then when we do it, we make it even worse because now we're beating ourselves up for it. Got to let it go. You got to just let it go. And that's where space is important because not only are you creating space by doing it, but if you get, if you go step back into that cosmic space and you say, does it really matter? You know, you've seen that thing where it's like you are here and, and planet Earth is this tiny little, little, little dot in this great big cosmos. We can't even picture how big the cosmos is, but we know that planet Earth is a tiny dot. And if planet Earth is the size of a pin relative to all of that, we're not that big. We're not as big as a pin. And if we're not as big as a pin, then how can this thing that we did be that important? Really? Yeah, it's perspective. Space gives us perspective. And finally, our beliefs. What are the beliefs that we are holding that we're pretty sure are true, but maybe are not true? What are the beliefs that stop us from creating the grand masterpiece of a life that we are here to create? When you think about your very, very biggest dreams, the things that if nothing were stopping you, you would absolutely do. Just close your eyes right now. Let yourself just pull out all the paints and create something in your mind. What would you create? I remember when what I would create was this thriving spiritual community <laughs> in a beautiful, beautiful space. But there was a time when that didn't seem possible. And yet here we are. What would you create? Anybody got a dream they want to just put it out there? Travel. What? Travel. travel. Where would you travel to, Suzanne? <laughs> Everywhere. Every corner of the globe. Every corner of the globe. Okay. 
Who's finishing a book? Trish, okay. Who else? Haven on Earth. Haven on Earth. It's wonder, it's, so it's a wildlife rescue ranch in a sense, right? Yep. Who else has got a dream they want to put out there into the ethers? Oh, an underwater photographer. All right. Gary. It came true. Okay. Um, Elaine. The, cu the cultural butterfly project is transforming the world. Mm -hmm. Jim. Healing the vision in our culture. Healing culture. I saw a hand back there somewhere. Megan. Oh, beautiful. That's beautiful. Nice. Anyone else? Yes, Donna. Anybody else? Yes, Anita. Humanity. Awakened humanity. Learning to play an instrument. Ah. Do you have a particular instrument in mind? I like the piano and the summer portable. I always like the guitar, but I like the velcro finger and the flute, maybe, like that. Middle, maybe. Okay. <laughs> a musical sampler, that's great. <laughs> you know what I like about that, Rachel? The musical sampler is that what you're saying is you're willing to take a step. So whatever the dream is, first we have to let ourselves dream it. We have to clear out the debris that's in the way so we have space to dream it. But then, once we dream it, we need to take action. And we need to break that down into measurable steps. So whatever your dream is, you want to just hold it and just feel it and know it is reality because it is. And you need to take action. So think about what is one small action you can take in the direction of your dream, whatever your dream may be? In terms of making the space, use the power of intention. And I invite you to call upon, in the Hindu pantheon, Ganesh is the god who is called the mover of obstacles. Ganesh is the elephant-headed god. And you don't have to be Hindu. You don't believe, have to believe that there is a god who has an elephant head. I mean, that's a story, right? Just like the idea that there is a god who is literally a father. 
that's a story. It's, it's an analogy. It's a way to help us to think about the all in a way that we can get into our heads. And so one way to think about the all is to think about an elephant and the power of an elephant to move through obstacles. It has such strength and it can push out of the way whatever it is that you have, that you are carrying in your system, whether it's in your thoughts or your heart or your body or your environment. You can imagine the elephant, the powerful Ganesh coming through and just pushing that stuff out of the way. Because when it feels too hard to us, we don't take action because we don't know how. We can't imagine it happening. So we have to ask for help. And that starts out on the imaginal plane. I mean, it's fine to ask somebody else to help you do something, but, but start on the imaginal plane where you're imagining the powerful cosmos, all that is, coming in in the form of an elephant and just pushing away the thing that seems insurmountable and unmovable. Push it away. It's like, remember that famous quote by Napoleon, there shall be no Alps, when they told him that he could not get across. He would not allow a physical structure to be an obstacle to him. So whatever it is that we are allowing to be our Alps, that we are allowing to keep us from the dream that we came here to create. Bring in Ganesh and push it out of the way. It's time to be moving on. It's time to make our life be what we need it to be. Make that decision for yourself. Claim your truth as a creator. Make space and give birth from that. Let's get moving on. <laughs>